You are listening to the Teaching Little Brains podcast with Sarah Nikorak, episode five. Hello, teacher brains. Thank you for joining me again today. I am very grateful that you're here. In this episode, we're going to talk about something I've been asked about repeatedly, uh, something that's smack dab in the middle of my wheelhouse, and that is writing. Specifically, I've been coaching and collaborating with teachers for the past few years in writer's workshop, including extending it to the outdoors, incorporating market maker space with it, and reframing assessment. So we'll get there in a few minutes, but what I wanted to share first is about the act of writing itself. In episode four, about having an attitude of gratitude, I shared some interesting and important benefits that just um, a few minutes of writing in a gratitude journal every day has for our physical, mental, emotional, and social health. Many of these benefits are derived from the practice of expressing gratitude, but they're enhanced by the act of writing itself. Writing has been proven time and again to be a key contributor to success in terms of goal setting, gratitude, memory development, various cognitive and emotional therapies, increasing creativity and productivity, neural plasticity and network development, um, self-coaching, mental health, mental well-being, sorry, thought processing, fine motor development, overcoming depression, and even fighting dyslexia and psychological disorders. You name it, there is irrefutable evidence proving that writing enhances success all over the place. It's not simply a means of communication or expression. Our little brains need to know how to write. So let me just preface this by saying that if you experience any discomfort during this episode, I want you to first celebrate it because I'm hoping to stretch your mind a bit, which can be uncomfortable. And I want you to stay with me. I promise it'll be worth it. I'm here to provoke thought and reflection and share some tools and strategies to help you without judgment. Certainly no judgment from me, but what I'm talking about most importantly is no judgment from yourself. Deal? Okay, let's get our brains grooving. If I asked you, what does your writing program look like? What would your reaction be? Notice your feelings. Notice your thoughts. Remember, it's our thoughts that create your feelings. I will tell you that before I got into Writer's Workshop, I did not have anything that I would consider to resemble a program for writing. My students wrote somewhat randomly throughout the day, mostly on teacher-directed prompts while I walked around and helped them with like spelling or directed their thinking. So if you had asked me this question before, my reaction would have been a mix of confusion and panic, probably, with a strong desire to bolt immediately from your presence. But if you do have something that you would consider a quote-unquote writing program in your classroom, what does it look like? How much time do the little brains in your class spend writing during the day? Do they write every day? Do you? Do they write in multiple subject areas? What do they write about? How do they feel about writing or about their talents as a writer? What do they like to write about? What is the quality of their writing like? What do you even consider writing to be? And how do you assess it? So these are some of the things we'll be thinking about today as we explore the workshop model of writing instruction. And this is my favorite model and one of my favorite things to chat about. I love bending minds about 
writing instruction. I follow pretty closely with a few minor modifications Jennifer Jacobson's No More I'm Done as my model resource for Writer's Workshop. Um, I love it for many reasons, but mostly because it has worked in 100% of the over 30 classrooms I've coached in. 100%. Like I haven't come across much else aside from adding the outdoor component to it, which will expand a bit on a bit. But um, I haven't come across much else that yields results like this. Uh, it has worked successfully in every classroom I have implemented it in. So guess what that means? Yep, it will work for you too. <laughs> Intrigued? In the show notes, I've linked a registration page for my Writer's Workshop Masterclass called Five Key Components to Writer's Workshop You and Your Students Will Love. And I'd love for you to join me there. So please pop down to the notes and get yourself registered for it. There are a couple of different time slots. Hopefully you can find one that suits your schedule or you can always catch it on the replay if you have to. Uh, and I can't wait to see you there. So maybe you're wondering what all the fuss is about anyway about Writer's Workshop, or maybe you're wondering what the heck I'm even talking about when I say Writer's Workshop. Well, simply put, Writer's Workshop is, and this is where I want you to stay with me, a student-centered framework for teaching writing that is based on the idea that students learn to write best when they write frequently for extended periods of time on topics of their own choosing. So let me say that again. Writer's Workshop is, a student-centered framework for teaching writing that is based on the idea that students learn to write best when they write frequently for extended periods of time on topics of their own choosing. Now I'm guessing after hearing that you experienced one of two reactions, or maybe both. <laughs> My guess is that some of your brains fired off objections to the terms student-centered, uh, and or topics of their choosing, while others were triggered by the words write frequently and or for extended periods of time. Because what's our favorite catchphrase? I don't have time for that. Well, others of you maybe felt like, sure, that sounds cool. I mean, yeah, but obviously it's not going to work though. <laughs> and perhaps you're sweating a bit and maybe your heart is palpitating. I know it, mine was when I first sort of tried this out. But let me put your minds at ease. I promise you this is not as scary or overwhelming as it sounds and the rewards far outweigh the challenges during the adjustment period you may or may not experience in getting it off the ground. Writer's Workshop involves the development of writing traits and craft moves that are explicitly taught, modeled, and practiced through mini lessons. In Jennifer Jacobson's book that I referenced earlier, No More I'm Done, she includes a year's worth of trait-based mini lessons as do a number of the other workshop model resources, and I'll, I'll link a couple other ones that I know of in the show notes. Um, also, there are great resources online with a quick Google search or um, Teachers Pay Teachers. These are 10-minute mini lessons focused on a, one specific trait uh, and based on student needs. It involves the use of mentor texts, which are basically exemplary writing samples used to highlight target strategies. Again, many of which are, are, are included or referenced in No More I'm Done and um, other resources as well. So it's things like sections of read alouds or other books in your classroom. Maybe you've written a couple of texts um, yourself that illustrate specific traits or things uh, that previous students have written, for example. So you do not have to do 
a, an extensive search or spend much time at all creating your own. Writer's Workshop includes a balance of modeled, shared, independent, and interactive writing practice. And if those terms are foreign to you, then please again register yourself for my masterclass where we'll go deeper into these things. Um, it also involves exploring different genres, forms, and text types, although not in the way you're probably accustomed to doing them. In Writer's Workshop, the writing forms and text types are introduced and practiced in a much more engaging and authentic way for you and your students, and they're spiraled through the years, so students get repeated exposure, practice, and opportunity to demonstrate them all. And students will write for a variety of purposes and audiences, and yes, there is ample student choice. Some days are must-do writing days, and many days are choice days. So students also have choice um, of writing utensils, seating location, and writing topic for the most part, of course, with the usual restrictions as necessary for your particular class. But it is not everyone working through the writing process at the same pace at the same time. We're not giving the same writing prompt to everyone at the same time. No more personal recounts about the first time I lost a tooth. Uh, students are not copying from rough draft onto good copy. And thankfully, there are no, no more long, like teacher-directed lessons. Uh, we're talking about mini lessons here, meaning 10 to 15 minutes max in which you highlight and examine one quality of exemplary writing. So what does a day in the life of writer's workshop look like? Here's the way I do it, and I'm sharing from my own experience, but like I said, this has worked in 100% of the classes that I've been in, and by worked, I mean students are engaged, invested, improving, curious, focused, literally, and I actually mean literally, not the literally that people use when they actually mean figuratively, I mean literally begging to write every day. Like the first thing they say to me when they see me coming is, can we write today again, please? They stick to the same piece of writing across multiple days or writing sessions, and they learn to give and receive descriptive feedback that is actually helpful and effective to themselves and their peers developing resilience and they get to explore different forms of writing and text types at their own pace and independence. They're also more likely to take risks with their writing because they feel supported and permitted by the topic or the focus of the mini lesson. So here's what it looks like and again this is like just a 30,000 foot overview and if you want a deeper dive into the comp components um, and be able to get some of your questions answered and possibly participate in some coaching around Writer's Workshop um, and how to set it up for you, please click the link in the show notes to register for the live masterclass. Um, all right, so a typical basic framework for writer's workshop block would flow as follows. We have the mini lesson, and then they have independent writing time. Then there are writing conferences, and then author's chair. So we start with a mini lesson, and again, this is 10 to 15 minutes max. It is a focused lesson on one specific craft move, strategy, or tool for writing. If it involves a read aloud, a time-saving tip would be to read the book the day before, and then just choose the section or a paragraph or lines that you wanna highlight for the mini lesson during the actual lesson. Otherwise, it's too long, they're sitting too long. So for example, if you find that your student's writing 
is a bit bland and dry, you may want to choose a mini lesson around adding sensory detail so that they can learn to emulate authors who really paint a picture in the mind of the reader. Your mini lesson may begin with examining a snippet of a text that you feel does this very well. And then you would discuss this with your students, highlight it, ask them some questions, and then suggest that they may want to try this in their own writing that day during the independent writing time. Which leads us to the second part of the workshop. So after the mini lesson, students have 10 minutes of independent writing time during which they usually implement the strategy or craft move from the mini lesson into their own writing. And this can be done regardless of their chosen topic, the genre, um, the form or text type, or the stage of the writing process that they may find themselves in at that time. Sometimes this is a writing of their own choosing, and sometimes it is a must-do writing task. And in Jennifer Jacobson's book, this is referred to as quiet 10, or quiet five for older students, because they can get more done in a shorter time. And this is what the students love. This is the part that they beg for. Um, and if you do join me for my masterclass, I'll share with you one very simple but mind-blowing tip and perhaps the biggest difference maker in terms of student buy-in for Quiet 10. So then following independent writing time, students may sign up for writing conferences. And this conference is conducted following a specific protocol that really fosters student ab students' ability to identify the strengths and next steps in their own writing, as well as how to articulate them clearly and then practice their skill of reading with voice and expression, on-the-go revision and editing, and confidence in sharing their writing. It is also the conference that will save you hours of marking time and help strengthen your relationships with your students. Plus you get a ton of information, not just about their writing, but all kinds of valuable tidbits about their lives and interests, especially if you adopt the student choice part of Writer's Workshop and their oral communication skills, plus like so much more. So this brings us to the final stage of our Writer's Workshop block, which is author's chair or sharing time. So you can do this however you like best, but usually I have them first share their writing with a partner, and that can look like a bunch of different things over the year. Like you can go as tight or as open and creative as you like, uh, but for the purposes here, I usually just have them read their writing to a partner, and maybe not their whole writing that they did that day, because the older kids might have written a lot, um, but just the section where they really feel they nailed the goal of the mini lesson. So it's about like four minutes. Then I limit it to three students who have signed up to share their writing with the class and we call this author's chair. And again, this may not look like your typical author's chair where someone reads their writing to the audience and they share two stars and a wish, for example. I like, uh, sorry, I like how you added lots of detail, doesn't really help develop the writer. So in my version of author's chair, we follow pretty closely the same protocol as the writing conference. So they're already familiar with that protocol and they really get to hone in their um, descriptive feedback skills. And even in grade one, students become quite adept at giving and receiving descriptive feedback. And we set this up with this uh, a blindfolded bean, blindfolded beanbag toss game that really allows them to deeply understand what descriptive feedback means. So when you register again for the masterclass, you'll receive the lesson plan and instructions for this game so that you can do it in your um, classroom with your little writers. That's just a bonus that you can get. 
Now, I hear some of you dubiously objecting because you say your little writers are not yet writing. And I asked earlier what you consider writing. And a couple years ago, I was fortunate enough to attend a workshop hosted by Angela Stockman. And if you don't know who Angela Stockman is, Google her. She is also on Facebook and she has a website and a few books um, and they're linked in the show notes. But she particularly blew my mind with two of her key messages at that workshop. The first was that writing happens in the brain, not on the page. Writing happens in the brain, not on the page. The page is where we record our writing, but it's all happened in the brain before that. And when I got home that night from the workshop and I watched my three-year-old daughter at the time narrating her play, I thought, holy crap, she's writing. When she's drawing pictures and explaining the detail of what's happening in them as she goes, she's writing. Boom, mind exploded. The second thing that Ms. Stockman hit me with was that the world does not want print anymore. We want the movie, the art piece, the play, the audio. Boom, another epiphany. So I started letting my students, um, and she calls like what we might call non-writers, she calls them print resistant. And it's this is great for them, but it really it's good for everyone. I began making time for creation. So I gave them Play-Doh, blocks, pipe cleaners, loose parts, Lego, drawing, stickers, whatever. I gave them time to create and think before they write, like on paper, after they write, and sometimes as publishing option. So if you want to get inside the heads of your little writers, try this. From the creation stage, students can then build their writing manageable piece by manageable piece on post-its or recipe cards. It's pretty awesome to see a a quote-unquote non-writer build an entire story, supported of course, and the pride they feel when they share it with the class. Like plus, I had collected all the data I needed along the way as they shared their writing with me. And they can still conference, they can still share an author's chair, they are still writing. So at the beginning of this episode, I asked you a few other questions about your writing program and your little writers. And I know for me, before I started teaching writing through this workshop model, I would have only been able to answer a handful of those questions and probably not have been overly confident or excited to share the answers either. Um, But now I know my writers. I know their strengths and needs. I know their preferences. And most importantly, I know that they know all of those things about themselves. And possibly most impressively, I know how they feel about themselves as writers. And so do they. It's a pretty awesome thing. I also know that they love writing. And So because Writer's Workshop opened the door to their love for writing, now we can do all kinds of different writing tied to the things I mentioned in the opening of this episode around gratitude, journaling, goal setting, all the really important kinds of writing in life that carry all those mental and emotional health benefits I listed off. And that is pretty awesome. 
All right, so thank you for hanging with me again today. This is one of my favorite topics and I could talk for hours, but I know you have a million things to you could be doing. So I really appreciate your choosing to spend time with me here. And if you haven't already done so, I'd love it if you would take a couple of seconds to please leave me an honest review for this podcast um, and let me know what else you'd like to hear about. And if you would come join me in my free masterclass, that would be great. I can't wait to see you inside. Thank you, Teacher Brains. This is the Teaching Little Brains podcast. I am your host, Sarah Nickarak. Have a wonderful last week before March break 2020. Bye for now.